calling all detectives. Shadowing is part of a detective's business. But once I had a case that involved a whole collection of shadows, all stolen. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. Every once in a while, a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, gets a case that puts all the others in the dark. The little man who entered my office smiled diffidently at me. I am Etienne Surin. I wish to consult with you, Monsieur Browning. I waved him to a chair. Okay, Mr. Surin. What's your problem? It is a matter of shadows, Monsieur. You are acquainted with this line of work? I nodded. I don't care much for it, but I do it when necessary. Whom do you want shadowed and why? My visitor shook his head. It is that you misunderstand. This is the type of shadow to which I make reference. Saran whipped a pair of scissors from his pocket, grabbed a piece of paper from my desk, and went to work. In less than a minute... Voila, Monsieur Browning, a shadow of yourself. I, Etienne Saran, am the silhouette artist supreme. In exactly 43 seconds, I transform a piece of lifeless black paper to your living image. Say, that's mighty clever. But what has it to do with consulting me? Everything, monsieur. It is that I have a stall in Webster Park, where I make the silhouette for customers and my own amusement. I have a magnificent collection of silhouettes. For 20 years I've made them. They hang on the walls of my stall. To me, they are the expression of my genius. Okay, what about them? Monsieur, they're all gone. All stolen. I beg of you, please find my shadows. A fast-working silhouette artist hired me to recover his missing collection of shadow pictures. On our way to Webster Park, Saran was still talking about his art. I do not cut merely the head picture. I do the full-length figure. A woman carrying a child, a man eating from a bag of popcorn. Yet all this is only outline work. For not even the great Saran can show details as in a drawing or painting. Webster Park was a sort of self-enclosed Coney Island set down in a neighborhood of tenements and factories. It had the usual luck games, rides, and souvenir booths. Saran's stall was next to the bingo game concession. Sure enough, the walls of Saran's booth were bare. Come on, Saran. Let's visit your neighbors, find out if anybody saw the thief. It was a little early for the bingo tent to have any customers, so we talked to Benny Cook, the number caller. No, I don't know nothing about the guy's paper dolls. Anyways, I've been off sick the last couple of nights, so the boss run a concession. Is the boss around? Mr. Ratchie? Sure, he's around the ground someplace. Looking for the bingo tent boss, we stopped at the Guess Your Weight concession. Say, listen, I already told the cops I didn't see the guy. There's lots of creeps wearing sports jackets around here. What's so special about one with a briefcase? I turned to Saran. And what's he talking about? And why didn't you tell me you'd called in the police? But, monsieur, I have not called the police. And as for spot jacket, the briefcase... Saran shrugged helplessly. I, too, do not know what this man talks about. Then I got the story from the weight guesser. Last night, somebody knocked over the friendly loan joint across the street, slugged the bookkeeper. A gook makes a grab at the high sky scene, snags a piece of his plaid jacket before he conks out. When he comes to, he's got lumps, and a briefcase with five grand is missing from the office. Seems a couple of guys seen the heister dash into this here park and disappear into the crowd, but me, I didn't see him. I couldn't see any connection between the holdup and the theft of Saran's shadow pictures, so we went looking for Archer, the bingo game boss. Finally found him at the park cafeteria. 
No, I didn't see no high sky, and I didn't see no goof lifting Soran's pictures. I didn't see nothing. My man Benny was sick, and I was working a bingo game, and that's a full-time job, watching chiselers trying to ring extra cards in on you. Besides, I don't feel good, so do me a favor. Quit bothering me. And that was that. Soran and I went back to his empty stall. Twenty years more, it will take me to make another such collection so good, so better I start right now. I watched the little man work for a while, noticed that he'd take only a passing glance at some person walking past his booth, then snip a full-length outline of the passerby in a matter of seconds. Hey, hold it a second, Saran. Would you say your collection had any real value, resale value? The pity of it, no. Your silhouette, you value. But to tell the strictest truth, it is not art. No detail, no technique, no value. Yeah, that's what I thought. So why would somebody risk stealing your collection unless... Wait a second. You cut these pictures of people who pass by. Suppose you cut one last night of a man in a plaid jacket who was carrying a briefcase. Suppose he knew you'd done it, figured he'd be recognized from the picture, so he stole your whole collection to hide the fact that he just wanted his own silhouette. Vraiment? You are a man of genius. Except I did not cut such a picture. Too bad. Benny, the bingo number caller, came sauntering by. What's the matter, Serene? Still mourning about your paper dolls? No, I think we've got the reason for the loss figured out. Now, listen, Saran, you must have cut the hold-up man's silhouette. No other explanation makes sense. Start cutting a picture of a man with a briefcase. Do it right now. You may get a muscular recall of something your mind doesn't remember. Well, uh, I gotta be going. What's your hurry, Benny? Stick around. This might be interesting. Get out of my way before I slug you. You're fixing to frame me, but I tell you I was homesick. Archie! Hey, Archie! It wasn't Archer, the boss, who came running up, but two cops. They searched Benny, found nothing. But at his boarding house, they had better luck. They found the torn plaid sports jacket, the briefcase, though not the money. Yeah, Archer had that. He and Benny engineered the holdup together. That's why Benny dashed into the park, passed the money to his boss. It's no use, Monsieur Browning. I cannot do the picture. It is that some people, their faces are like mush. No individualism. I cut the picture, I start to cut it, and throw it away. Many times a night I do that. And with this Benny who has the mushy features, it must be that I start the picture and then, eh bien, throw it away. Perhaps. <laughs> well, it made no difference, of course, because Benny had seen Saran start the picture, came back and stole the whole collection rather than take the time to look for his own silhouette. Then his own alarm provided the real tip-off. Like I said, when somebody acts like he's cut out for crime, he usually proves it on himself beyond the shadow of a doubt. Listen next time to Calling All Detectives. Mystery drama, mystery quiz, and a chance for you to match wits with yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective.